We read from the Revelation of St. John, chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. And I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation, and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for his testimony, or for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and heard a voice behind me, a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. He goes on to describe his encounter with the Lord. He heard that great voice, and he goes on to say, I turned to see the voice that spake to me. And he saw one unto like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. And he goes on to say that he heard him say, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. He told him to write what he was about to see and to hear. John wrote it, and we have it. And most of what we have here in this revelation, we read in the remaining chapters of the book. But it's significant that it occurred on what John said was the Lord's Day. The Bible, as far as I know, I honestly did not look, but does not refer to the days of the week as we know them, Sunday, Monday through Saturday. It refers to the first day and the seventh day. And here... John calls this first day the Lord's Day. The Old Testament often refers to the seventh day to acknowledge creation. The New Testament refers to the first day, here called the Lord's Day, to celebrate Jesus' resurrection. And you might not be aware that Sabbath, which is throughout the Bible, does not mean Saturday. It does not mean Sunday. It does not mean the first day or the seventh day. It means rest. It means cease from labor. So we don't, uh, in either case, we don't worship a day. The day was designed for us to worship God throughout the day. After, on day six, God formed or created the animals, rather, and formed Adam out of the dust of the ground, and then Eve from the rib of Adam. You ever wonder what time it was? God does fast work. 
So it may not have even been time for breakfast yet. Who knows? But I picture Adam and Eve spending the rest of the day on day six exploring, appreciating, being amazed at the goodness of God. And then toward the end of the day, maybe Eve asked Adam what Debbie asked me. And even yesterday she asked me, what what are you going to do? What do you want to do today? In this case, maybe Eve asked, "What, what do you want to do tomorrow? Well, I tell Debbie, whatever you want to do, sweetie, or something like that. When Eve asked Adam that, His, his response was, we, we're not going to tend the garden. We're going to do what, what God deemed that we should do. We're going to cease from our labor. We are going to take the day and appreciate God and show our devotion to Him. About 150 years ago, D.L. Moody preached a sermon and in those days, D.L. Moody's sermons were published in the secular newspapers of the day. The uh, society in which he lived was much more devout than the society in which we live today. So there was great interest in what Moody preached when he preached. Anyway, in, in the one sermon he says, there's been an awful letting down in the country regarding the Sabbath during the last 25 years. And many a man has been shorn of spiritual power like Samson. He went on to say, give up the Sabbath, the church goes. Give up the church, the home goes. Give up the home, the nation goes. Wow, we are 150 years further down the road than that. And his words have certainly been prophetic. He also said in that sermon, if the ox falls into a pit every Sunday, either sell the ox or fill in the pit. But how much more today has the holy day become a holiday? It's devoted, all right, but it's not devoted to showing devotion to God. It's devoted to recreation, to mowing the lawn and washing the car and going to the ball game or watching the ball game. It's devoted to commerce, doing chores. And many churches accommodate that Nowadays, in fact, you can find a church service to attend Saturday evening rather than Sunday, so you don't ruin Sunday. You don't waste it. That church, you go to the lake or to the beach or to the woods or fishing or hunting, depending upon the season or a number of other things. So we, ha- we live in a society that, that prioritizes Leisure on the day that God designed to be set apart to worship Him. Well, the principal 
included in what God declared at creation in terms of setting apart a day to worship him was to also help us to remember to set apart our lives to be devoted to him. And this rest, the cease from labor, this rest anticipated a day when the soul would cease from sin, which is what Jesus referred to in Matthew 11 when he said, Come unto me, all you that hate labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It also anticipates a day that the writer of Hebrews cited in Hebrews 4, that there comes a day of eternal rest. We see, as you heard in the reading, the scripture reading, that the Sabbath principle was ordained at creation, but it was reinstated in the fourth commandment. In Exodus 28, chapter 20, verse 8, we read, Remember the Sabbath day. That's what Moses declared to the children of Israel, to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath unto the Lord. In it thou shalt not work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. That's why... It's referred to as the Holy Sabbath, much like the Bible is often referred to as the Holy Bible. It's hallowed. But we see here that Moses came down from the mountain, told the children of Israel to remember the Sabbath day. They already knew that the Sabbath day was holy. It had been consecrated and dedicated to God from creation. So he's reminding them now by way of the fourth commandment, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it set apart, to keep it holy. It's worth noting what what we should do the other six days. You should labor. You should work. Paul reiterated that to the church at Thessalonica, reminding them if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Try to sell that in our modern society where we have able-bodied and able-minded men who would rather uh, sit around and collect handouts than get up and go to work, get a job. There's help-wanted signs all over. It may not be the job that you want. It may not be the ideal job. But the Bible says, Six days thou shalt labor. So those who idly squander around away the six days are indicted just as much as those who desecrate the Lord's day. So you can talk to me one day and I'll tell you how I really think about that. Well, in the Old Testament, day seven was a bit foreboding. In Exodus 24, I'll paraphrase some, but the glory of the Lord abode on the mount, and the cloud covered it 
uh, six days and the seventh day. He called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And we see the, the sight uh, of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mount and, the, uh, and in the eyes of the children of Israel who were viewing from below. And Hebrews describes it as blackness and darkness and tempest, the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they heard entreated, when they heard it, entreated that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded. And so terrible was the sight that even Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. So the commandment, the fourth commandment, was part of the Ten Commandments. And they struck terror and fear into the hearts of the children of Israel, in part because they had no power to keep the commandments. And they learned along the way that even if they zealously kept the Sabbath day, it could not change their heart. Exodus 31, again, uh, paraphrasing some, he, he said, My Sabbath days ye shall keep, for it is a sign. And this is actually Exodus 31, 12. It is a sign between me and, and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you, the God who hallowed a day will make you holy. Just as God separated the day or set apart the day, we are to set apart our own lives that he might do a work within us. Everyone that defileth it shall surely be put to death, he said. So it was a dreadful existence. They must have lived in fear and trembling that they uh, might do something that was forbidden uh, under the law and break the Sabbath day and you'll be put to death. And we see that uh, carried out in Numbers 15 when the children of Israel were in the wilderness. They found a a man that gathered sticks on the Sabbath day. They didn't know what to do. And so they set him aside until Moses could determine from God what should be done to this man who gathered sticks on the Sabbath day. And the Lord revealed unto him, you already have it, he shall be put to death. And the children of Israel did just that. So you can see the penalty for violating the Sabbath day was quite severe, just as the law was very rigorous. But the New Testament, first day of the week stands in great contrast contrast to the Old Testament. I said that wrong. The, the, uh, no, I said it right. To the Old Testament, seventh day of the week. As time went on, the seventh day of the week was simply a reminder of the rigorous nature of the law, which they had hardly power to keep But even if they kept it, still reminded them of their sinful condition with no remedy. But the first day of the week is a reminder of what? The resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The fact that he came, gave his life a ransom for our sins, empowers us to go and live a life without sinning 
And we come together and we celebrate, as we've already done throughout this hour, the risen Christ. We carry out what was the original intent of the Lord setting apart a day to worship Him. That's what we do by the grace of God. And we see the New Testament first day encounters that individuals had with Jesus Uh, starting with that first Easter at the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary and uh, the others to the sepulcher. There was a great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came, the stone was rolled back, the angel sat upon that stone, and we see the angels asking them, what are you doing here? Why seek ye the uh, living among the dead? He's not here, he is risen. They were excited and went to tell uh, the others that Jesus was risen. Later that same evening, so I guess the morning was the equivalent of our morning service and the evening the equivalent of the evening service. They gathered again. Well, first we had the two on the road to Emmaus who had their encounter on the first day of the week with Jesus. And after he uh, disappeared from them, they questioned among themselves, uh, did not our hearts burn within us? As he unfolded the word of God, and they rushed back to Jerusalem. No easy trek, evening time now, and went to where they apparently knew the uh, eleven would be gathered together, Thomas was absent, but they were there. And when they walked in the door, all excited, they were greeted with the words, Simon has seen Jesus. He's risen. Yes, we just walked with him. So they had their first day encounter with the Lord. A week later, this time Thomas is there. Again, the first day of the week. Jesus appears And doubting Thomas became believing Thomas when he declared, My Lord and my God. Other first day encounters uh, with the glory of God included the day of Pentecost, when they were all in one accord and in one place in a prayer meeting, assembled, uh, celebrating Jesus' resurrection from the dead, and the mighty power of God swept through that upper room, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and power. Many converts, 3,000 on that very day. We read about it in Acts 20, verse 7, where on the first day of the week, when the disciples were come together, Paul was there. He preached. He preached long. He preached into the night. Eutychus did his best to stay awake, but awake, but finally nodded off and fell to the ground three, three levels below. Luke was there. He was a physician. He pronounced him dead. Paul showed up, prayed for him. He's not dead. He's alive. First Corinthians sixteen one. Paul told those at Corinth what he told the churches of Galatia. And that was when you come together on the first day of the week. Lay aside how God has prospered you. So we here see in this text that John the Revelator 
was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Well, may God help us to always do what we are doing now, and that's to come together on the Lord's day. He was in the Spirit. He was in prayer. And isn't it ironic that uh, whereas across the way a little bit he could look uh, over into Asia and see visually, at least in his mind, where the saints of God were assembling on the first day of the week. Here he was isolated. He could not assemble with them. And yet, in prayer, he's lost in the spirit of prayer and has his own encounter with the Lord. And it was under those various circumstances of of duress and uh, of uh, restraint that, that God used to speak to him and to bless him and to help him. And it's true, you don't need to be in church to have an encounter with the Lord, although when we sing, glory, 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 somebody touched me. You notice that Sunday wins the day, or rather the first day of the week wins the day. You can have an encounter with the Lord any day of the week, but it doesn't change the fact that God has designated a day in which we should set aside for the worship of Him, to express uh, appreciation uh, to Him and devotion uh, to Him. It's a day to rest the body and the mind from the fatigue uh, of the previous six days and to be renewed, hopefully, in our spirits and in our souls. The, the cares of life and the temporal conditions that uh, we deal with do take a toll. But we, we have a, a way of ceasing from that. Well, the old devil, he'll bring up things. He's probably already tried to make you plan for tomorrow. But uh, we want to appreciate today. We want to appreciate the Lord on this day, rather. We see the promise that the prophet Isaiah gave us. Isaiah fifty-eight thirteen, And I will read these two verses. Because they are promised to you and to me. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words, then thou shalt delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The mouth of the Lord still speaks it. When we honor God on the Lord's day, God honors us. Uh, t- today, as with uh, in the words of the prophet Malachi, he, God asks, where is my honor? Well, we want to honor the Lord, and we're honoring the Lord on this day, so we can expect this day for us to be a delight unto the Lord, to be a day where, who knows, maybe there will be an encounter with Jesus as we lose ourselves in prayer and follow the example of John the Revelator. It may not be uh, the same experience that John had, most likely it won't be, but it can be an experience that you will hearken back to for the rest of your life. 
as you bow before him and worship him. We thank God for this house of prayer. We thank God for the opportunity to call this house a hallowed house and this day a hallowed day. We want to uh, follow the uh, principle that God laid out in his word by separating ourselves, setting apart ourselves to be devoted to God. That's what we're doing today. Let's take advantage of this time of prayer as we sing this invitation song. Be sure you capitalize on this opportunity today.